Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. You're going to be confronted with not being invited to the party, not being the first, not being uh, selected, or maybe even being alone. But you're going to have to make peace with that. Because if you don't make peace with not being liked, the devil will shut you down. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Just so excited to be here. I've been praying with you and praying for you for a while. And I believe the Lord has given me a word to give to you today. A word that will help you to maximize your walk with Christ. How many of you realize that we're living in the last days at this very moment? You believe that Jesus is coming very soon. You believe that. There's an enemy that stands in front of you that wants to cage you in, that wants to stop you from becoming all that God has called you to become. And he has launched some insidious attacks against us in these last days. And the one thing that I'll tell you about in just a few few moments has caused many of us to stumble, many of us to fall, time and time again. But I believe today by the power of the Spirit, that stronghold can be broken. And you can leave out this place free. It's so insidious that you may not even know that you've been bound with invisible chains and that you're behind invisible bars. You just sort of go about your day and every, every once in a while you feel something tug and you, you, you don't go forward. You don't move forward. Let me tell you about this. One of the greatest deceptions ever perpetrated in our generation is the unhealthy unhealthy emphasis on being liked. Now, everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be accepted. But in our generation, there is an unhurt, unhealthy emphasis on being liked. Being liked in our culture has become synonymous with approval. You like me, then it must mean you approve of me. You like me, that must mean that you, you think that I'm special, I'm worth something. Being liked is synonymous or it's equal to uh, having self-worth. If a lot of people like me, then I feel good. If a lot of people don't like me, then I feel bad. And this thing is so insidious that The devil is taking something as simple as a thumb. A simple thumbs up have gotten, I mean, a simple thumbs up have caused people to feel a certain joy. But a thumbs down can be seen as a personal affront, a personal attack. This is so much in the culture today that if you notice on YouTube, that they have, a lot of people haven't noticed really, but it is there. You can check it later when you go home. 
You'll see on YouTube, you will see a like counter. How many people ever liked this video? But what you won't see anymore is a dislike counter. You will see a dislike button, but you will not see numbers by it. It used to be where you would see the dislike counter. Uh, five people or 500 people like this and, and seven people dislike it. But you will never see that dislike counter anymore. Why? Because the execs at the YouTube decided they had, took a survey and they decided that um, or it was told to them that many of their many of their creators were not feeling well because of the dislike counter, the public dislike counter. They began to feel, as they say, some kind of way about it. It began to deal with their psyche. How many people disliked their videos? And it was such a big deal that they removed the, the counter altogether. Do you like me? Maybe you don't. Do you like me? Maybe you don't. Now, there's again, there's, an, there's, a, there's a healthy like, but there's a very unhealthy like. And it's this unhealthy like that trips us up because it says that, you know, if I'm doing well, then if I'm speaking well to you, that means, hey, maybe I need to continue. But what if I'm speaking something that is true and you don't like it? That tends to shut people down. There's a well-known preacher, some of you know him. Uh, or at least heard about him, very well-known preacher. He had a very large following. He would go around from town to town proclaiming the message of God. And his ministry grew to very high. I mean, a lot of people were there until this one occasion that he got up to speak and he spoke a word and many walked away from him. They stopped coming to his meetings anymore. Very well known. But did that deter him? Some of you know his name. Jesus. But today, if that were to happen in our churches, that the whole congregation left after the preacher got up, we would think something's wrong with that preacher. People wouldn't just leave if he hadn't said something wrong. But the same thing happened to Jesus. And he has to ask, the Lord asked his own disciples, will you go too? And see, I love that because the Lord was saying, I'm willing to go by myself. His ministry was not dependent upon somebody liking him. He was going to speak the truth. And I love that. And even in, uh, I believe it's John, the 12th chapter, uh, the one indictment that the Lord Jesus had against the Pharisees, he said that they loved the praises of men more than the praises of God or the praises that come from God. Let's talk about that here today. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and go to uh, Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29. Let's look at verse number 25, Proverbs 29, verse 25. I want you to think about this. Oh, yes, I also meant to tell you, too. 
about communion. This is how the Lord also dealt with, dealt with me about communion as well. If you're about to go into a difficult situation, take communion with you. Have communion first. You're about to, you in class, is about to take a big test. Take communion. You're going to have to have surgery. Receive communion. You say you're about to do something, something that you know is tax, tasking, uh, tasking on you, and you know it's going to be a hard, something hard. Receive communion. Get by yourself and have communion. Many times uh, during our, our food bank services on Tuesdays, boy, that can be a very difficult day for me. You heard my wife the loudest. What do I do? I'll steal away by myself, get to the altar somewhere, and I'll have communion and say, Lord, let me have your strength today. They need your strength. They need your love. I'll have communion. So I want to say the same thing to you. Don't just have communion, I mean, just on a Sunday morning, because we're going to go through a lot of difficult things in life, and you're going to need the strength of Christ You're going to need his protection. You're going to need his grace. And the communion is a reminder of what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says this. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. We can spend our days fearing people. So afraid of what they may say or think about us. So much so that we will fail to release the gift of God that's within us. Fear can ruin your life. It can shackle you with chains, invisible chains. It can imprison you. And I know something about fear. I've had to deal with it. And if you have not had to deal with it, then it could possibly mean that it has dealt with you. In this world you're living in right now, you're going to be confronted with that demon of dislike. And you cannot back down. You're going to be confronted with not being invited to the party, not being the first not being uh, selected or maybe even being alone. But you're going to have to make peace with that. Because if you don't make peace with not being liked, the devil will shut you down. You never witness to that friend. You never give out the gift of God that's in you. you never, you're never going to teach You're never going to sing. You're never going to do whatever God has given you to do. And when the Lord Jesus comes, you're going to say, just like that man in Scripture, Lord, here's your gift. I buried it right here. I was afraid, and so I, I was afraid, and so I, I was afraid, so I put it down. Afraid of what? Afraid of who? Afraid of folk? You afraid of folk? People can flip. Some of the same people that said, Jesus, I love you. We're part of your fan club. I liked you on Facebook, Jesus. I got all that. I'm following you. I'm your biggest fan. 
Say it. Crucify him. Crucify him. Folk will flip on you. Oh, maybe we're not familiar with that word folk. People will flip on you. They will love you during homeroom, but by lunch, they can't stand you. And if you don't know how to ride that wave, if you don't know how to ride it, they may say, I don't like you. Well, bless you. And move on. It's the dwelling on that. Why didn't she like me? Why didn't Becky like me? Why, why, why didn't he like me? Why didn't she like me? Why, why? It's a dwelling on that that messes you up. People's thoughts are personal. Let it stay that way. That's their thoughts. Let them have that. In the world, you will be tolerated. But in the presence of God, you are celebrated. Understand something. Anybody ever felt tolerated before? Let me see your hands. You felt tolerated. Look, look, look around right there. Look, look at all the people that have felt tolerated before. Like, you really, like they didn't really want you to be there. Own it. I'm here. Deal with it. In the last days, you're going to have to have that kind of attitude because the devil's not going to want you around. Be the thorn in his flesh. Instead of what we normally do, they don't want me in here. I guess I better go. What? It's time to own it. Are you with me? You're different. You're strange. Own it. There's nobody like me. <laughs> Own it. There's nobody like you. Own it. I like John who's over there playing that keyboard. You know, I would do it, but I, it'd have a slightly different sound than what he makes. <laughs> Maybe slightly different. But a keyboard is a reminder. Every sound, every key makes a different sound. But because I don't sound like the A, maybe I'm a B flat. Maybe I'm a B minor. Why can't I sound like the A? If everybody sound like the A, it just dung. <laughs> what kind of sound we're gonna get? What kind of music we're gonna make? <laughs> dung. What kind of music? <laughs> but the different sounds make a melodious. There you have it. Thank you, Ken. I get by with a little help from my friends. You're different. Say with me, I'm different. I'm a little strange. But that's okay. You see, when it's not okay, that's when you're going to have a problem. That's when you're going to have a problem. God made us all different. He made us all unique. We all have different fingerprints. We even have different smells. 
You know, the police department knows about that, right? With those dogs, right? And find somebody. Here, here, Fido. Smell it, smell it. (laughs) All right, he's got it. Let's go. And out of all the thousands of people in the county, that dog knows that particular scent because that scent is only for that person. You don't smell like anybody else. Go ahead and take a shit. Isn't that wonderful? Different fingerprints, different smells, different DNA. The DNA, oh, here's the, get the DNA evidence, get the DNA evidence, you know, because there's nobody else like you. But here's the trap of the enemy. He wants you to be like everybody else. You look on your Facebook and social media. Oh, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. That's the trap. That's the deception. God made you different and unique so that we can play a wonderful sound for him. So the generation can be blessed, but we want to sound like everybody else. And in doing so, he has neutered the church. Powerless. Because we just don't embrace who we are. None of you look like the other in here. I don't think there are any twins in here but even twins if you know them you notice how one looks a little bit different than the other say with me i'm different i'm unique own it own it tell your neighbor tell him you got to own it you got to own it so scripture says again the fear of man proverbs 29 25 the fear of man brings a snare your fear of people. And that's a big thing. Fear of people. Fearing people. What they would think, what they would say, what they would do. Fearing people. Anybody ever had an experience with that? Fearing people. Jesus said here in Matthew, let's look at Matthew, Matthew 10. Matthew 10, verse 28. He gives us some wonderful advice here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew 10, verse 28. Matthew 10, verse 28 says this, and fear not them which kill the body. That's all they can do. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. use this word again folk don't deserve your fear little rutabaga that you were so worried about so worried about rutabaga so worried about what rutabaga gonna think so worried about what rutabaga gonna think spend your day worrying about rutabaga why are you worrying about Rutabaga? Rutabaga got his own problems. Rutabaga didn't invite me. So? You see what I'm saying? You're going to have to be comfortable at being disliked. And in some cases, comfortable 
at being hated. If we can't manage that, then that means you will be a slave to the like. And if you are a slave to the like, you won't witness for Christ. You won't live a holy life. When your single friends come around to you and they say, hey, let's go get geeked up. I'm sorry. Let's go get inebriated. Let's go get intoxicated with the liquoring. But you saved. But you don't want to be the odd person out. So you will compromise and go with them. Knowing that that is not what Jesus wants you to do. You go along with them. Because you want to be liked. So you throw your witness away. Your opportunity to share the gospel with them and show them the real life of Christ. Because you want to be liked. I want you to like me. I want you to like me. Again, the deception is how the devil has perpetrated an unhealthy like an unhealthy, unhealthy emphasis on like in our culture. And it's unhealthy because it prevents us from being who Jesus wants us to be. We're unwilling to let the like go because we want them to be our friends. But if you going around acting foolish makes you their friend, we need to rethink that again. Are you with me? Here's the hard truth, and I won't be very long before you. Some of you going, whoo-hoo. Here's a hard truth. I want you to hear this. Some people are going to love you. Don't we love those that love us? Some people are going to encourage you. Some people are going to celebrate you. Some people are really going to be there for you. But then other people will be like folk. There will be people that will hate your guts. And they won't even tell you why. They will dislike you because you wear glasses. Because of the color of your hair, because of the color of your skin, because of how you chew gum. They won't know why they don't like you. They just say, I just don't like you. But here's the thing. Don't become an investigator. Why don't you like me? And spend your time dwelling on why they don't like you. You know what that's going to do? It's going to put all this stress and pressure on you. Your blood pressure is going to rise. And for some that really have an unhealthy thing on being like, it even has caused them to commit suicide. It's unhealthy. There's a healthy thing about being like, surely. I want everybody to like me up here. Do you like me? 
but I'm not going to hold back a hard truth to get you to like me. As a matter of fact, God never told you to like anybody. You know that, right? I let you off the hook. He told you what? Told you to love him. Told you to love him. You got me? Let's go to John, John 15. I want to show you this. Let this be sober. The devil, devil wants you to, again, he wants you to think it's your job to be liked by everybody. And when you're not liked by them, you must have done something wrong. If they don't like you, you have done something wrong. Therefore, you must be punished. That's the lie that's been perpetrated on this generation. I must be liked. I must fit in. I must be normal. What is normal? Normal is boring. That was an unusual thing I just did, wasn't it? And uncomfortable with it. I'm me. I have owned it. After 30 years, my wife also has owned it. My children are less embarrassed by me now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now I can dress it up. Let us turn our Bibles to the book of John, the 15th chapter. In John, the 15th chapter, we will discover a truth that the Lord has given us. I can do that. I can be that. Or I can be this. Both are me. But I like this me. Are you hearing? Paul said, you, he said, I've. Been, I've been trying to be all things to all people that I may win some. So in some places I may have to be that way. But your pastor said, be who you are. I said, okay. <laughs> John 15, let's go. Verse 17, listen to what the Lord Jesus says here. John 15, verse 17, it says, These things I command you that ye, what? Love one another. Verse 18, if the world hate you. You know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, Ruta Baker would love you. If you were of the world, the world would what? Love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So Jesus said the world going to hate you. But the devil says you got to be liked by everybody. But Jesus said the world going to hate me. But no, it feels good being liked by everybody. And so here we are. We're going out. You like me? You like me? You like me? 
You like my outfit? Do you like my hair? Do you like me? Gardening in our communities, do you like me? Out to coworkers, do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? And we have an expectation of being liked everywhere we go. But when you find out that they hate you because you carry the light of God, because you are like Christ, when you get hit with that fact, we immediately think, I've done something wrong. And we begin to back away. I've done something wrong. Why don't they like me? When you don't realize, Jesus said, you're going to be hated. Is this simple to anybody? Look at verse 19 again. He says, you, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, help me, they will, per, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. But if these things, rather, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake or because of me. All these things they're going to do because of me. Because you're associated with Jesus. Anybody associated with Jesus in this house? You're associated with him. Don't you understand that you can go a lot further in life if you don't mention his name? You have a lot more friends if you just say you don't know him. And you go straight to hell, too. (laughs) He said, if you deny me, I'll deny you. That's another hard truth, isn't it? What would a profit a man do? Gain the whole world. Lose your soul. But you got a lot of people liking you now. A lot of people following you now. But you're going straight to. We got to make a choice, don't we? When you know going in that there's going to be a battle and not everybody's going to like you, you put on your armor. And you say, Lord, I thank you that, I have, that I'm accepted in your presence. Thank you that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you that you love me beyond belief and beyond measure. I thank you, Lord, that I am celebrated with you. And then you're ready to go and talk to other people and tell them about Jesus. Some people will say, yes, you know what? You're right. I accept your message. And others will say, Get out of here. I reject Jesus. I reject your Jesus, and I don't want you either. To those we, Lord said, dust off your feet. Pray for me, you move on. Jesus is coming soon. You understand that, right? You understand that we're not promised another breath, another heartbeat, right? And I don't want to go into the grave and then stand before him and say, Lord, there's your gift. I hid it. Let's finish reading this and then we're going to be heading out. 
Verse 21 says again, but all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. Look at verse 24. He says, if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not hated, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. Verse 25, we need to wear this. We need to own verse 25. I need you to own this and understand this. Verse 25 says, but this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. For no reason. Go through life wondering why. There's no reason. Jesus said they hated me without a cause, without a, without a reason. Understand that's what's outside those doors. That's the world that you go into as sheep among wolves. But you're not defenseless because the sheep has a shepherd to take care of it. And your shepherd got a long rod. Jesus know how to whoop up on some stuff. Let me tell you now. Get your hand. Look at that book. It's closing. There's more I can give you today. Let me close with this. When I, when I was smaller, younger, I had a stammering problem, a very bad stuttering problem. They called me in elementary school. They called me all day Mark. Why? Because when it came time for them, to, for us to read, it would go around the room. Becky would read. Tommy would read. Mary would read. Joe would read. And it came all around time to me. And I was so fearful of people, even at age seven and six, that when it came time for me to read, I'd go, and they would laugh at me. Oh, boy, I must have been a comedian in those days, I guess, because all the kids laughed at me and they pointed at me and they mocked me. I was so afraid of getting it wrong, not getting it right, not getting it perfectly, not reading it perfectly, not being perfect, so afraid that it manifested in a stammer. Through elementary school, through high school, stammering and stuttering. It got so bad, my Spanish teacher, when we had to have a, our Spanish lessons, people, can, people could come up before class and give their, uh, their lessons to everybody. Me gusta, gusta. Salsa. <laughs> they could give their Spanish lessons. 
Well, the teacher knew. And she tried to shield me. Wanda, she tried to shield me. She told me to go out in the hallway with another, with another A student and for me to tell my Spanish lesson to her. Because I couldn't do it. I sit in front of the class. I mean, it was bad. And she felt bad for me. So she told me, go in the hallway, or I would do another time away from people. I was so bound by people. I could not stand in front of it. I could not stand in front of them looking out. I'm not like them. I can't do what they do, this and that and the other. I may get it wrong. And it was an invisible hand that came up and choked me because the devil said, you'll never have anything to say to anybody that will impact their lives. So you be quiet. And I believed it. And because I believed it, I stammered and I stuttered. Then one day I got saved, gave my life to the Lord. The Holy Spirit came in, gave me power. I began to see. I began to understand. But the battle wasn't completely over. Even into my pastorate, the early years of pastorate at the food bank. I'll tell this story and then we'll close out. I was at the food bank and one lady came to me and said, Pastor, would you go? I want you to visit my daughter in, in prison. She's there. Um, for murder. Could you go and visit with her? I said, huh? I just started. I knew Jesus could do it, but I'm not sure if I could do it. She kept pressing for me to go, pressing for me to go. So I said, yes, finally. Yes, I'll go. And so as I got there to the prison, put my wallet in the thing and this and that, and all that came in there, heart racing. Got in here. What am I going to tell this lady? What am I going to tell her? Had my Bible right there. I'm ready. Lord, sat down, and I felt those same demon hands come around my throat. You're never going to say anything to this lady. Was I saved? Absolutely but still bound. And so as I sat there in front of the lady, there in front of the, the glass was right there. As I looked at her, she looked at me, wanted to hear a word from the Lord. And I opened my mouth and, and I thought I heard them demons. There you are again. They're laughing at you again. And so I I tried my best to witness to tell her about Jesus, but it just wouldn't come out. I fought. Sweat was beating down my head. And she was on the other side of the glass. <laughs> laughing at me. And inside I'm saying, it's happening all over again. They're laughing at me. And that devil's had his hand on my throat. You're never going to say anything to this woman. And she's laughing on the other side of things. I thought, well, Lord, at least, I, can, at least I, can. I couldn't say the word. So I picked up my Bible and I shoved it on the glass. And I did this. I couldn't say it. So I pointed to my Bible. And I thought, well, at least, at least, you can, I'll get it later. 
at least I can pray. Sometimes I'm praying the Lord will really help me. And so I tried to stammer out a prayer in Jesus' name. And as I was was trying my best to pray, I heard one of the most beautiful sounds I'd ever heard. Ring! Inmates, please return to your cell. Thank God. Oh. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. It was over. She got up. <laughs> she went. She left me in laughter going back. <laughs> but I got up slowly. Went up to the guard desk and I got my keys and my wallet. Composed myself. And I went to my car in the parking lot. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. I said, God, I failed you. She need to hear from you, and I failed you. And I wiped my tears, and I drove home. I cried, and I said, all right, I'll put this behind me now. One year later, I saw the mother come back to the food bank, and I did what any spirit-filled man would do. I ran and I ducked. But the Lord has a sense of humor because everywhere I would go, there she would be. (laughs) Till finally she caught up with me. She said, you remember me? Yeah. You look familiar. Yeah, you remember me because you, I asked you to go and visit my daughter in, in prison and And she said how blessed she was. Give her another spirit-filled question. Was there another minister there that day? (laughs) Was there somebody else? No, 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 no. It was you. It was you. That second it was you, it finally hit me. And I heard the Lord say to me right there, In the food bank, he said, I never needed your ability, just your availability. Just the fact that I was there and I thought that she was laughing at me. But on the other side of the glass, the Holy Spirit was giving her strength because the joy of the Lord is her strength. She was having an encounter with Jesus in a depressing place like the prison. She was laughing and full of joy. And I thought she was laughing at me. But the spirit was delivering her on the other side from depression, from worry, from anxiety. So it finally began to hit me. Oh, you mean... I don't have to be all of that. <laughs> With a bag of chips? No, you don't. Really? No, son. 
Because in your weakness is my strength made perfect. Okay. And that's where I really began to be. He began to set me free from those things. I began to understand that greater is he who's within me than he that is in the world. You don't have to be liked by everybody. You won't be liked by everybody. That's a big horse pill to swallow, but get it down. You will be hated by some folk. Big horse pill, get it down. But you'll also be loved beyond belief, beyond measure. And great will your reward be when you get to go home. Oh, how much the joy, oh, the joy when you look in Jesus' face and he says to you, well done. You were afraid, but you told him anyway. You were afraid. But you went anyway. True courage is not the absence of fear. True courage is when you're afraid and you go anyway. You show up anyway. Own it, refuge. So the question from the day was, do you like me? Jesus' Jesus's answer to you is yes. He not only likes you, he loves you. Beyond belief, you are loved. Hug yourself right quick for me. Hug yourself. Nice and tight. I mean, give yourself a big bear hug now. And know that he loves you greater than that. You are loved. You are unique. You are special. You're the apple of his eye. We cannot do this without you. Don't bury your gift. As I go, as I tell John to come up, let me tell you this. Don't bear, wait a second, John. I feel that. We got, we got to pray. We got to pray. So all of you that have issues with fear, issues with worry, issues about being liked, and you felt yourself shackled in chain like I did, you felt all of that, and you feel like you couldn't move forward, Let's have a special prayer time right now about that. Come up to the altar. Just come up to the altar, and we're going to pray. If nobody comes, then praise the Lord. But I believe that there is an anointing here today to break the yokes of that for freedom. And see, some people still won't come knowing they need to come because you're still afraid of folk. What are they going to say if I go up to the altar? The same thing they're going to say about you if you don't go up to the altar. You understand? People are going to talk about you regardless. We do understand that, right? You can wear a $5,000 dress or suit. They're still going to talk about you. Who does he think he is? You can buy an outfit at Goodwill, and they'll still talk about you. Look at them rags he's wearing. Come on. No matter what you do, they're still going to have something to say. So I say, give him something to talk about. I'm tired of being afraid. Tired of being fearful. 
Nothing the Lord told me to. He says, you're not an animal. Don't let the devil cage you. I refuse to be caged again. And once you have been set free, you don't want to go back to jail again. So for all of you that are still sitting in there, out there today, you say, uh, I wish I was down here, but I was so afraid. Come now. But what about them? What about them? What about them? If they love you, they'll come down with you. We say freedom. I want everybody at this altar now, I want you to raise your hands in Jesus' mighty name. Dear Father, we come before you as your children. Lord, at this altar are warriors. There are fighters at this altar. At this altar are individuals that have been deeply hurt and deeply wounded. Only you can heal the hurt. Only you can heal them of the scars caused by folk. But Father, we're here at this altar because we choose the praises of God over the praises of men. Father, if we have to be hated for the gospel of Jesus, then let us be hated. If we have to be alone because of Jesus, then let us be alone. But Father, we pray today not, not one moment, not, not another moment will pass when we will be bound by the fear of people. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Today, Lord, we choose you. If we have to go afraid, then we go afraid. Lord, today, Jesus, at this altar, we declare we choose you over fame or popularity. We choose you over the fear, Lord, of being disliked. We choose you. We ask you, Father, for a fresh anointing of your spirit to fall upon your people. That every yoke of fear will be broken. And that that unhealthy emphasis on like would be broken. And that as of this moment, that as we go forth, we make the choice to follow Jesus wherever you take us. If it's through humiliation, then let it be. We want you, Jesus. And Father, we declare that in our weakness is your strength made perfect. We give you our weaknesses. We give you our weaknesses. And we thank you, Lord, that we do not have to be perfect in flesh. It is you that makes us perfect. So today, Lord, we receive your strength. We receive your might. 
We declare without you we are nothing, but with you we are everything. We receive you today and we feel your embrace. And Father, I pray for all those at this altar once again, all those that are listening and watching online, everybody that has gone through this. Father, I pray that in the very next moment of fear that comes upon them, Father, I pray in that moment that the Holy Spirit would overshadow them at that moment. And that they would know that this is a cross they have to bear and that they would bear with boldness, boldly. And that they would never ever be shackled and chained again by fear, by the fear of people. Father, I pray a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit to be okay with being disliked be okay that we will not dwell on it but that we would find our self-worth and identity in Christ and in Christ alone Father I pray in Jesus name that all these that have come that know the sting of fear that they'll be able to minister to those that are going through that same pain and as you have brought them through you use them to bring others through Lord, I feel this commissioning now of the Holy Spirit that that everyone here and everyone watching us online to be commissioned to go forth. Commissioned to go forth with the full armor of God. Commissioned to go forth. Because the presence of the fear in your life, that shows you how the enemy has been trying to chain you because he knows that you have something great in you. There's greatness in you. And the greatness of the battle always is always an indicator of the greatness of the anointing that's within you. He's been trying to silence you and shut you down, but you are no longer an animal. You're not an animal and you will not be caged. I speak in Jesus' name and declare, let the gift of God be stirred up within you. Let the gift of God be stirred up within you. I speak in Jesus' name and declare, oh, gift of God, come forth in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray for a fresh fire, a fresh fire of revival in every heart, the fresh fire of revival and the boldness of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we receive this by faith today. We receive this by faith today, knowing that we are yours and we submit our lives to you. I thank you, Lord, that nobody at this altar or listening to it or watching online right now, nobody has to be perfect in their whole actions because you are our perfection. You make us perfect. So, Lord, we declare that we are free to make mistakes. I declare it over them, your people. They're free to make mistakes. Because even in that, Lord, even when they're at that jail like I was, even when they think that they have just failed royally, I thank you, Lord, that even in that moment, you let them see that all those things will work together for their good. For they're called of you called according to your purpose they are loved so Lord I release them from the the worldly perfectionism 
are releasing from the worldly perfectionism, always having to dress the right way, always having to talk the right way. I release them, Father, I declare a release in the name of Jesus. A release in the name of Jesus. A release from the worldly perfectionism. Release. And be completely free to be whom God has called you to be. You've got to receive that. To be the person that God has called you to be. You don't have to be perfect. Jesus makes you perfect. And he establishes your life. So receive that right now in Jesus' name. Own it. Own it. That Jesus, say with me, Jesus makes me perfect. I don't have to make myself perfect. Jesus makes me perfect. In my weakness is his strength made perfect. I receive that today. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and thank you, Lord. Now give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah, glory. Glory to the Lamb of God. Go back to your seats in faith, knowing who you are. And lay hold to this now. This is just not a momentary deal. You have to own this every day. You have to own it every single day. I am special. I am unique. I am different. And that's good. And when you do own that, then you can do stuff like this too. Go ahead and kick your leg out. Go ahead and kick your leg out. Go ahead. Make you feel good, kick your leg out. Pastor John, come on, give God a hand of praise as he comes in Jesus' name. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.